0: Hello, and welcome to day 34 of A Miserable Year. I'm Anthony Adler, and I'm going to be reading the whole of Victor Hugo's fabulous Le Miserable over the course of 2018. That's the podcast. In today's episode, Ptolemoyers holds forth. Enjoy! Les Miserables. Volume 1. Fontaine. Book the Third. In the year 1817. Chapter 7. The Wisdom of Ptolemyers. In the meantime, while some sang, the rest talked tumultuously all at once. It was no longer anything but noise. Ptolemyers intervened. Let us not talk at random, nor too fast, he exclaimed. Let us reflect if we wish to be brilliant. Too much improvisation empties the mind in a stupid way, running beer gathers no throth. No haste, gentlemen, let us mingle majesty with the feast, let us eat with meditation, let us make haste slowly. Let us not hurry, consider the springtime, if it makes haste, it is done for. That is to say, it gets frozen. Excess of zeal ruins peach trees and apricot trees. Excess of zeal kills the grace and the mirth of good dinners. No zeal, gentlemen. Grimo de la Reynier agrees with Talleyrand. A hollow sound of rebellion rumbled through the group. Leave us in peace, Tolomoyers, said La Cheval. Down with the tyrant, said Famway. Bombarder, bombance, and bomber shell, cried Lestolia. Sunday exists, resumed Famway. We are sober, added Lestolia. Ptolemyers remarked Blachabelle. "'Contemplate my calmness. Moncalm." "'You are the Marquis of that,' retorted Ptolemorez. This mediocre play upon words produced the effect of a stone in a pool. The Marquis de Montcalm was at that time a celebrated royalist. All the frogs held their peace. "'Friends!' cried Ptolemorez, with the accent of a man who had recovered his empire. "'Come to yourselves!' This pun, which has fallen from the skies, must not be received with too much stupor. Everything which falls in that way is not necessarily worthy of enthusiasm and respect. The pun is the dung of the mind which soars. The jest falls, no matter where, and the mind, after producing a piece of stupidity, plunges into the azure depths. A whitish speck, flattened against rock, does not prevent the condor from soaring aloft. Far be it from me to insult the pun, I honour it in proportion to its merits. Nothing more. All the most august, the most sublime, the most charming of humanity, and perhaps outside of humanity, have made puns. Jesus Christ made a pun on St. Peter, Moses on Isaac, Aeschylus on Polynices, Cleopatra on Octavius, and observe that Cleopatra's pun preceded the Battle of Actium, and that had it not been for it, no one would have remembered the city of Turin, a Greek name which signifies a lail. That once conceded, I return to my exhortation. I repeat, brothers, I repeat, no zeal, no hubbub, no excess. Even in witticisms, gaieties, jollities, or plays on words. Listen to me, I have the prudence of Amphiarius and the boldness of Caesar. There must be a limit even to Rebus's, est modus in Rebus. There must be a limit even to dinners. You are fond of apple toe ladies. Do not indulge in them to excess. Even in the matter of turnovers, good sense and art are requisite. Gluttony chastises the glutton, gula punit gulax. Indigestion is charged by the good god with preaching morality to stomachs. And remember this, each one of our passions, even love, has a stomach which must not be filled too full. In all things, the word finis must be written in good season, self-control must be exercised when the matter becomes urgent, the bolt must be drawn on appetite, one must set one's own fancy to the violin and carry oneself to the post. The sage is the man who knows how, at any given moment, to effect his own arrest. Have some confidence in me, for I have succeeded, to some extent, in my study of the law. According to my verdict of my examinations, for I know the difference between the question put and the question pending, for I have sustained a thesis in Latin upon the manner in which torture was administered at Rome at the epoch when Runatius Demons was quaestor of the Parasite. Because I am going to be a doctor, apparently it does not follow that it is absolutely necessary that I should be an imbecile. I recommend you to moderation in your desires. It is true that my name is Felix Ptolemaeus. "'I speak well. Happy is he who, when the hour strikes, "'takes a heroic resolve and abdicates like Scylla or Origenas.' "'Favorite listened with profound attention. "'Felix,' said she, "'what a pretty word. "'I love that name. It is Latin. It means prosper.' "'Ptolemoes went on. "'Quirites, gentlemen. Cavaleros, my friends. "'Do you wish to never feel the prick?' To do without the nuptial bed? And to brave love? Nothing more simple. Here is the receipt. Lemonade. Excessive exercise. Hard labour. Work yourself to death. Drag blocks. Sleep not. Hold vigil. Gorge yourself with nitrous beverages and potions of nymph fears. Drink emulsions of poppies and agnus castus. Season this with a strict diet. Starve yourself and add there two cold baths girdles of herbs, the applications of a plate of lead, lotions made with the subacetate of late, and fomentations of oxycrat. I prefer a woman, said lestolia, Woman, resumed Ptolemyaz. Distrust her. Woe to him who yields himself to the unstable heart of woman. Woman is perfidious and disingenuous. She detests the serpent from professional jealousy. The serpent is the shop over the way. Ptolemyaz! cried Blashevel. You are drunk. Pardieu," said Ptolemoes. Then be gay, resumed Blashevel. I agree to that, responded Ptolemoes. And refilling his glass, he rose. Glory to wine, nuncte te baque canem. Pardon me, ladies, that is Spanish. And the proof of it, sonoras is this, like people, like caste. The robe of Castile contains 16 litres, the Cantaro of Alicante, 12, the Almud of the Canaries, 25, the Curitin of the Valeria Isles, 26, the Boot of Tsar Peter, 30. Long live that Tsar, who is great, and long live his boot which was still greater! Ladies, take the advice of a friend. Make a mistake in your neighbour if you see fit. The property of love is to err a love affair is not made to crouch down and brutalise itself like an english serving-maid who has calluses on her knees from scrubbing it is not made for that it errs gaily our gentle love it has been said error is human i say error is love Ladies, I idolise you all. Oh, Zephine, O oh, Josephine, face more than irregular. You would be charming were you not all askew. You have the air of a pretty face upon which someone has sat down by mistake. As for Favourite, O oh, nymphs and muses, one day, when Blacheval was crossing the gutter in the Rue Girimbesau, he espied a beautiful girl with white stockings well drawn up, which displayed her legs. This prologue pleased him, and Blacheval fell in love. The one he loved was Favourite. O Favourite, thou hast Ionian lips. There was a Greek painter named Euphorion who was surnamed the Painter of the Lips. That Greek alone would have been worthy to paint your mouth. Listen, before thee there was never a creature worthy of the name. Thou wert made to receive the apple, like Venus, or to eat it like Eve. Beauty begins with thee. I have just referred to Eve. It is thou who hast created her. Thou disturbest the letters patent of the beautiful woman. Oh, Favourite, I cease to address you as thou, because I pass from poetry to prose. You were speaking of my name a little while ago. That touched me. But let us, whoever we may be, distrust names. They may delude us. I am called Felix, and I... I'm not happy. Words are liars. Let us not blindly accept the indications which they afford us. It would be a mistake to write to Liege for corks, and to Powell for gloves. Miss Dahlia, were I in your place, I would call myself Rosa. A flower should smell sweet, and woman should have wit. I say nothing of Fontine. She is a dreamer, amusing, thoughtful, pensive person, she is a phantom possessed of all the form of a nymph and the modesty of a nun who has strayed into the life of a grisette, but who takes refuge in illusions, and who sings and prays and gazes into the azure without very well knowing what she sees or what she is doing, and who, with her eyes fixed on heaven, wanders in a garden where there are more birds than are in existence. Oh, Fontaine, know this. I, Ptolemoias, I am an illusion. she does not even hear me, the blonde maid of Trimeras. As for the rest, everything about her is freshness, suavity, youth, sweet morning light. Oh, Fontine, made worthy of being called a marguerite or a pearl, you are a woman from the beauteous Orient. Ladies, a second piece of advice. Do not marry. Marriage is a graft. It takes well or ill. Avoid that risk. But, bah, what am I saying? I am wasting my words. Girls are incurable on the subject of marriage, and all that we wise men can say will not prevent the waistcoat-makers and the shoe-stitchers from dreaming of husbands studded with diamonds. Well, so be it. But, my beauties, remember this. You eat too much sugar. You have but one fault, O oh woman, and that is nibbling sugar. Oh, nibbling sex. Your pretty little white teeth adore sugar. Now heed me well. Sugar is a salt. All salts are withering. Sugar is the most desiccating of all salts. It sucks the liquid of the blood through the veins. Hence the coagulation, and then the solidification of the blood. Hence tubercles in the lungs. Hence death. That is why diabetes borders on consumption. Then. Do not crunch sugar, and you will live. I turn to the men. Gentlemen, make conquest. Rob each other of your well-beloved without remorse. Chasse across. In love there are no friends. Everywhere where there is a pretty woman, hostility is open. No quarter. War to the death. A pretty woman is a causus belli. A pretty woman is a flagrant misdemeanour. All the invasions of history have been determined by petticoats. Woman is a man's right. Romulus carried off the Sabines. William carried off the Saxon women. Caesar carried off the Roman women. The man who is not loved soars like a vulture over the mistresses of other men. And, for my own part, to all those unfortunate men who are widowers, I throw the sublime proclamation of Bonaparte to the army of Italy. Soldiers, you are in need of everything. The enemy has it. Tolemaeus paused. Take breath, Tolemaeus said Blacheval. At the same moment, Blacheval, supported by Lestolia and Famwe, struck up to a plaintive air one of those studio songs composed in the first words which come to hand, rhymed richly, and not at all, as destitute of sense as the gesture of the tree and the sound of the wind, which have their birth in the vapour of pipes, and are dissipated and take their flight with them. This is the couplet by which the group responded to Ptolemoia's harangue, the father turkey cock so grave some money to an agent gave the master good Clement Tonner might be made Pope on St. John's Day Fair but this good Clement could not be made Pope because no priest was he and then their agent whose wrath burned with all their money back returned. This was not calculated to calm Ptolemy's improvisation. He emptied his glass filled it refilled it and began again. Down with wisdom! Forget all that I have said. Let us be neither prudes nor prudent men nor prudom. I propose a toast to mirth. Be merry! Let us complete our course of law by folly and eating, indigestion and the digest. Let Justinian be the male and feasting the female. Joy in the depths! Live, O creation! The world is a great diamond. I am happy. The birds are astonishing. What a festival everywhere! The nightingale is a gratuitous elogue. Summer, I salute thee, O oh, Luxembourg, O oh, Georgics of the Rue Madame and of the Allée de l'Observatoire, O oh, pensive infantry soldiers, O oh, all those charming nurses who, while they guard the children, amuse themselves. The pampas of America would please me if I had not the arcades of the Odeon. My soul flits away into the virgin forests and to the savannas. All is beautiful. The flies buzz in the sun. The sun has sneezed out the hummingbird. Embrace me, Fontaine. He made a mistake and embraced Fevereet.